The following podcast contains spoilers. Check the episode description to see the exact times of the segments that contain spoilers. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to a special Veep edition of the Vulture TV podcast. I'm Gazelle Mommy, And I'm Alex Jung. And we're here with Veep's Anna Klumski. Thanks, Hi. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. We're thrilled. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I know I just realized you guys match. You're both wearing green. Oh, hey. And I love green. But that, I mean, I know that's not for me or anything, but I just realized, I, I don't know, I was feeling like there was a tone. Right poem happening and, we're and now little, I realize why. and you guys have the flower thing going right. on. oh we have the flower yeah. thing so oh, we're all connected yeah. I think we felt the spring in the air yeah, yeah. Like, but it's or the so, summer I think it was like a little mood floral yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever well, it's look- fun talking about visual things <laughs> don't you find this exciting listeners <laughs> so we're going to be talking a, a little bit about the finale Mm -hmm. of Veep and looking back at this fourth season I thought the finale episode was just amazing it was great it was so fun it was one of my favorite finales that I've seen in a while yay just the last handful of episodes were so strong you know oh my gosh yeah and I'm I'm right there with anybody else who was I don't want to say dubious but like maybe a little concerned or nervous of like what on earth could happen once she's president and like right. will this, you know and um just as we kept on filming the season it it just felt it felt like yeah why not you know have veep treat the the, the oval office the way we've been treating everything else yeah so, it was yeah. like so veep and it pulled it off in the way only veep could yeah yeah and i like the the meta sort of wink to the fact that we're going to go on hiatus <laughs> and we've sort of are left at a cliffhanger for the election. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we're just going to wait and see what happens. Yeah. And we're just going to have to stay tuned. Oh, totally. And that's, brilliant. yeah. And I think that's something that arms relished doing over the past, Ar- Armanda Yunucci has relished doing over the past few seasons is coming up with how insane can we do a cliffhanger? And it's fun. It's crazy. My husband totally guessed it though. While we were watching, he was like, oh, watch, they're going to tie. I, like, he, was, he was like, oh, that's how it's going to be. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he says, yeah, they're going to tie, and then he'll have to be the president. I was like, how did you know that obscure oh. freaking rule? But people know What does your things. husband do? He does work. I mean, he does is he a government work? contractor. <laughs> but it, <laughs> well. it just goes to show you even her staff is that much more inept than, <laughs> than I am. It's like even if some person's husband can get it. Right. I love that they were Googling. What do you do when I know, there's a time? Right. I know. And like it's half amazing. of them are probably constitutional lawyers. But anyway. So so if anyone out there. <laughs> they're just nervous people. They, <laughs> their minds draw a blank when it comes time to to uh, step up to the plate, you know. <laughs> if anyone out there hasn't seen the episode, which you should go do right now, yeah. if not. But what happens is basically it ends in a tie between Selena and Bill O'Brien. Yes. And meanwhile, your character, Amy, is... A talking head right. on CNN. With Dan. With Dan, yes. <laughs> and then you decide kind of midway yeah. through that that you need to be with Selena. Existential crisis. <laughs> pull. Yeah. Did you, do you feel like you had your, well, not you, but Amy, had any kind of regret for leaving the way she did? A few episodes back where she right. kind of yeah, loses her, her mind. Yeah. I'm sure she had was up nights, you know, just milling over the regret. However, I think that it was probably also spiked with elation and like excitement of what's next. And oh my gosh, that's not a problem for me anymore. And you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of, oh my goodness, I can breathe air again feeling. I think her main regret was leaving 
the way she did. But as viewers, we know that there would have been no other way. You know, it's not yeah. like she was mm-hmm. going to sit and think about it. I mean, she had 12 years to sit and think about <laughs> the reasons to stay slash go. And she always ended up staying. So that's not how that was going to go down. Yeah. You know, it was only going to go down if, if she kind of got on this train and just was like, oh, crap, now I have to follow through. Your performance in that scene was just incredible. Thank I felt you. Like it was such a nuanced performance of of emotions we don't often see, like a mix of like anger and frustration and hurt mm-hmm. and all these things. Yeah. And I was wondering how you got into that oh, kind of place. Oh, well, those are personal things. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. Oh, um, no, I think, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, can, I can spare those family members. <laughs> um, but, I mean, in choosing that, you know, I knew, again, it's like, she had a wealth of reasons that anybody else would have left for, you know, mm-hmm. in the past. And, um, you know, faking a pregnancy, you know, right. faking a miscarriage. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of of things that she's dealt with that she's decided to stick around for. So in playing it, I needed to choose things in my own life that, that could really just make you one, I mean, kind of the catharsis of what she says mm-hmm. which is how it begins i think she doesn't even know she doesn't know she's going to quit the, you know mm-hmm. the, when she starts her mm-hmm. rant she's just mad and i think once she starts on a roll really it becomes that thing where oh shit everybody's watching and everybody's here and okay this is i'm saying it now through. yeah so it was really fun to play that because it was that thing where your words are ahead of your brain and that happens often for an actor too <laughs> so like that so i just you know for lack of a better term, used some of that. And you had to choose moments in your life and imagine things in your life that just really mean that much to you. And then let it rip. And also just play off of these brilliant cast members. You know, sometimes I don't like the term play off of because it's a very you know, we're just playing together, you know, mm-hmm. but in a kind of speech setting mm-hmm. like that, you do take everything that someone's giving you and and are just grateful to play with it. So they gave me great stuff. <laughs> I imagine it's great fun playing with Julia. Oh, always, <laughs> always. She's just, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's a joy. Everybody, you know, we're very egoless cast. And I think, again, I think lots of people say that, but I really understand what that means for us because we just want the show to be good and we love it. And we just have fun and we root for each other. And it's everything you sign up for as an actor. It's just playing scenes and it's a blast another great amy scene was in this finale episode where Mm -hmm. you're in the car with sue (laughs) oh no and we actually have a clip of this oh god coming in a low voter turnout in broward county it's a low turnout in broward county tonight low turnout in broward county tonight sing with me no what's this uh this job you've applied for. It's a big food corporation, United Seasonings. They supply 90% of the country's paprika. Yep, we lobby for them, so my hands are dirty with paprika money. <laughs> I'll uh, mention how good you are to them. No need. They already know. That's right. Too close to call. Too close to call. Too close to call. It's too close, baby, yeah. Did you improvise that at all, or was that all in the script they well they know that i mean it's not like i said hey i think amy should sing right like the words that you sang (laughs) (laughs) the words were written in the in the script and we actually did have our composer who composes the theme write something for the second song the too close to call Uh song (laughs) Mm. because they 
I guess because they didn't want to step on any possible rights issues. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's so why, yeah, because, I mean, whatever, I could have... I could come up with something. But, yeah, I mean, and, and it was great that he did, and I was so glad mm-hmm. he did. But, uh, yeah, it sticks in your head, though, so I really recommend not singing along <laughs> to it because it's real dry. Yeah. But, yeah, the beginning, the first one I just kind of did on my own, and I just thought that it sounded like it would be a country kind of, uh-huh. you know, Midnight in Montgomery oh, type. The bra- it's a low turnout in <laughs> Yeah, a low turnout in Broward County. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> oh, whatever. Just a- Amy acting kooky. <laughs> I noticed how you were also kind of neurotically looking in the rearview mirror <laughs> yes, a lot. Which my husband noticed that I, too. I was like, I never see that on TV. And it, I, I, it always annoys me how much drivers aren't driving like real drivers. Yes. And I thought that was amazing. Thank you. Because yeah. <laughs> at first I thought, because like, my husband said that he was like, oh, you're looking in the rearview mirror. I'm like, I'm like, oh, is that bad? Because that, that was a choice. Because I thought, well, wh- when I drive on the highway, because mm-hmm. we've right. been on that highway 100 times. That's 95. But we were theoretically driving from, I guess she would have been, yeah, like from D.C to to Annapolis Mm -hmm. so I'm like you know we've been on that so I'm like I know what that highway feels like and I hate it too see now if you ask Tim Simons ever he's like this with coffee acting Uh so like I obviously had to get this way for text acting and now with drive acting but yeah I always thought if I have to drive like I I have to imagine that I'm actually on that road and yeah you think about it like when you're on a highway you look at the room from here a lot because that's really you're supposed to look what every two seconds or something yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, you're supposed to do like the right yeah the check around you you even look in the side mirror yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's the thing like you know you see where you're going but then it's like about the people behind you because then you might have to let them pass well Amy would (laughs) be a neurotic driver driver. yeah it's very in character she I think is a I mean, I yeah, we've done a few where she like peels out of a spot too and stuff. I think she's, she's just angry. She's. I think there's she, a lot of she. There's a lot of tension going on in there. Yeah, there would yeah. be a road rage situation. Oh waiting my to happen. god! Totally. But it, it did seem in that scene it was like, wow, Amy's feeling happy. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. Well, you know, it seems like her pulling away finally from the Selena camp and the campaign and all this like the rat race that she's been on for so long has given her the space to become a more authentic self. (laughs) (laughs) And so by the time she's questioning, oh, my gosh, why am I here at CNN? Why am I not there? I think it's a very clear answer to her. Mm -hmm. And she's totally okay with it. She's not second guessing. She's not worrying. She's not weighing options. She's not doing all that neurotic stuff that she once upon a time did. She just knew clearly, no, that's where I need to be. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't come often in one's life, but I guess she sings when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and when Selena kind of, when you finally see Selena, it's like return of the prodigal daughter. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. She chooses to hug Amy right. in that moment. And it was as touching was, as I was, think Veep gets. Oh, yeah. Touching and awkward. Right. <laughs> yeah. Touching hilarious. And also, yeah. with, and, and then there's the threat of real touching with yeah. Tony with Hale Tony. and yeah. his hands near her bottom, yeah. which, you know, classy. <laughs> real classy. But <laughs> how would you describe her relationship with Selena? It's, I mean, it's so oh, it's unusual. So and <laughs> complex. And I think Amy considers her a mentor. Amy considers... Selena, I think she definitely thinks that they're they're more. I mean, they're all through th- season three, she starts to pretend that like they're friends, <laughs> you know, and uh, she starts to go that route because she's like, well, if I'm not that important professionally, maybe I'm her. Maybe yeah. she's my friend, and who do I spend the most time with? Oh, her. So maybe <laughs> she's my friend. So I think that she's got this sense of like, 
we're just really strong-minded, forward-thinking females, you know, going to take over the world. And, you know, so I, she may even see, I mean, I think she sees her as a mentor, but also even more on an equal playing field because especially as chief of staff, mm-hmm. I mean, I think she felt like she was running her world right. and she was. Mm-hmm. So there is that element of arrogance to Amy where she thinks she knows better than everybody. Sometimes she does, some, but sometimes she doesn't. So she can't possibly think of herself as, as too much of uh, of an underling. You know, mm-hmm. I think she, she puts them on an equal playing field more often than not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Selena, I don't. I mean, it's hard to know what she thinks of, of Amy. Amy. You know, I know that she needs her, and she knows she needs her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think almost Amy's like the daughter she never, yeah. or like she wished that Catherine was. Right. You know, right. yeah, I mean, she doesn't I mean, I hug think, Catherine. Right, she? I know. I mean, Amy's really kind of too old to be her daughter, I believe. But I think that's what she she would have loved to see some more Amyisms in Catherine. And I right. think that that's why she mm-hmm. likes to keep her around, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't know. I don't think Selena knows what she thinks about Amy. You know, if you ask Selena. Yeah. Julia knows, but Selena doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Can you relate to Amy at all when it comes to, like, her obsessiveness with work and just in other ways? Sure. And and it's, you know, I'm never happy to admit it, but something I struggle with all the time is is controlling behavior, you know, or that uh, kind of anxious, slightly, I want to say obsessive, but, like... Yeah, just like wanting things to be in order mm-hmm. and like wanting things to go right and like no, if it's you know, and and it's just on, it's like the not on my watch thing. It's like no, things will go right on my watch. Right. Mm-hmm. Having a child definitely mm-hmm. helps you with that. Like it helps you like yeah. have to be present and let things be a lot more, which is wonderful. I mean, I was kind of that was a goal anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> a goal with having a child. Yeah, well, yeah, or a goal of, of learning to let things right. be, you know, just no, yeah, but certainly I I can bring all that to to Amy. And I mean, something that she and I have in common that I don't mind <laughs> about myself is that we don't suffer fools well hmm. or Look easily. Like Karen. Yeah, or anyone. I mean, it's you know, like when people are when people are messing up, it's yeah. like ugh, like come on, like they yeah. It ain't cute. (laughs) Totally. Pull it together. Exactly. Come on. You're at work. Stop it. Stop drinking wine at work. What's wrong with all of you? Drinking rosé. We were just talking about how much we loved Karen's character as well. So well done. Is it fun? Was it fun playing off of her? She's so good at playing that kind of. It's brilliant. Well, and you know, and people have argued with me on this point, but. I actually don't think Karen's dumb. I actually mm. think mm. that she's very smart, but that that's the culture that she's in is this culture mm. of, you know, of legalese. Mm-hmm. And that's been her skill mm-hmm. this whole time that's gotten her to where she is mm-hmm. um, at the top of whatever law game she's in of being able to weigh all options right. and yeah. being able to look at all, you know, at all sides and be fair at all. And so the fact that that doesn't go over very well with these folks, I think, is a surprise to her. And um, but you're right, dunce totally, but <laughs> but 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 an intelligent dunce totally. <laughs> I mean, because it's an effective political technique that you see a lot. Yes, right. Which exactly. is I see both sides. Mm-hmm. It could be, and and you don't really know what the person is saying, and so you sort of project your own opinion onto them. Right, right, which exactly. is what a lot of politicians yeah. actually do. Right, and and it's so well written, and uh, it's so well played by Lennon Parham. It was amazing. So good. Yeah, infuriating. <laughs> There's so much uh, great quotable dialogue on Veep. Mm. Like, do you guys have any like 
jokes from the show that carry over behind the scenes. I mean, one thing that we just do all the time is especially just I, I love I, Matt Walsh is brilliant and I really think he's one of the unsung heroes mm. um, of the cast but he's just hilarious and <laughs> uh, and sometimes he'll do things just as Matt that are very Mike <laughs> 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 and so we've all adopted a uh, you know the classic Mike like we've all adopted that phrase Continuity with change has been a thing that mm-hmm. everybody's been saying lately because we're having a, sh- a leadership change. Mm. So everybody's been kind of like emailing, continuity with change. <laughs> um, so that happens. A lot of our titles, like yeah. that we, we, we tend to... Oh, and um, Danny Wah is... That, that's how any of us uh, congratulate one another. <laughs> Danny Wah. That's like, that's like if anybody gets a you know, nomination <laughs> or a very nice... You know, instead of saying huzzah, uh-huh. we yeah. would say Danny Wah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. one. That's a great sure. one. Yeah. <laughs> You've said that a lot of the show is led by Julia in, in other interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel involved in the creative process in terms of shaping your character, or do you sit down and like talk about how your character is going to progress that season? Yeah, we Has, definitely do. Yeah. We definitely do, and and that's a wonderful, wonderful feeling, and mm-hmm. it's it's something I don't take for granted because I know that <laughs> other shows it's not like that, and that's something that just has always kind of trickled down from from arms process Mm -hmm. and that's just really collaborative we workshop episodes I remember before second season he's he asked for meetings and sat us all down to really just kind of get what we've been thinking about since we've been with our characters for a season and and that a lot of that showed up and Hmm. it's always their brainchild and their idea and the episode will you know will take shape from what they believe should happen but when we workshop the scenes and when we get a chance to kind of give some input, it's it's it always feels welcome. Mm-hmm. In this season in particular, I feel like Amy had such a, a an amazing arc yeah. with her progression of her character. And the climax of the season really felt like it was in that episode where you kind of lose yeah, your mind a bit. Yeah, yeah. So it did they sit you down and be like, you're going to have kind of a They did a larger, tell me, yeah. And yeah. The, well, in the beginning they told me, I mean, I, they didn't put in terms of like, we're going to have a large arc for Amy, just because they have so many characters to think about. And yeah. I know that they're trying to do that for, for everybody the best they can. But they did sit me down in the first rehearsal this season and they were like, well, Amy and, and Celine are going to have a standoff. And I was like, all right, we better earn it. So, <laughs> And so we were all on that page from day one, which is great. It yeah. would have been so much harder to play if it was a surprise. <laughs> I would have been very upset. <laughs> this way I got to kind of play that from day one, yeah. just kind of slowly choreographing how near the brink she was at any given mm. time, mm-hmm. which is good. Did you have a favorite scene to shoot this season? Oh, that one. That one, yeah. 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 Obvious, barn none. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were I, they, burn the barn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were there. I mean, there's there's fun stuff in there. You know, I I loved sh- you know screaming. Oh yeah, the screaming. The... <laughs> I, I feel like you've had a lot of great like little cathartic moments. Yeah, cuckoo pants. <laughs> the screaming was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I liked the screaming. That was fun. I like any scene where you uh, where and this is just prof- you know on a professional level just when you're shooting with uh, with Sam Richardson in the car or in the scene with you it's just an absolute pleasure so those are fun too but yeah I, it all it all comes down to the swan song and uh, it was really gratifying. <laughs> How much do you think about Amy's body language? Because I, I find she's so, you know, rigid and oh, just yeah. like, do yeah. you have to like completely change how you move? I wish that I could shake it more easily. Mm-hmm. I definitely have to like 
really like work on yoga and like <laughs> <laughs> to get the shoulders to relax after playing Amy for a few months. But yeah, she's definitely got her own physicality. And I came up with a few of those in the very beginning because mm-hmm. it's just helpful when you build a character to come up with some like mm. anchors, you know, because we all have them. Right now, I'm completely knitting my hands because I'm obviously not, yeah, I haven't had enough wine. Um, but yeah, so there's definitely stances and things that I know are, are acceptable for Amy mm-hmm. and um, and those kind of take on their own shape. And so much of it is just like the suppression of impulse. <laughs> wow, that's a great, a great phrase. <laughs> Which is like, you know, that's the kind of crazy labyrinth for, for the actor playing her, myself, because... As an actor, you're listening to impulse, but then for Amy, mm. she suppresses them because she's in front of people, or she's in, she's a boss, or she has you know she can't show those things the best she can. I mean, she shows right. them, but she thinks she's controlling it. Right. So that's just always the dance that, that <laughs> my poor muscles do every day. Mm. <laughs> you did uh, in the loop with Armando, yeah. right? Yeah. And this was his baby in so many ways, and now that he's leaving. I'm sort of wondering how you're coping. (laughs) Well, thank you for your concern. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm all right. You know, it's a terrific gig, and it will continue to be a terrific gig, and I'm so lucky. And I am a a rehire, so it's like I'm so – I will eternally be grateful to him for rehiring me, hiring me first and in the loop and then rehiring Mm. me. You know, Arm is the type of person who keeps in touch, so I do think that there will be more projects that we can meet on someday. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that said, here we are doing – season five of Veep and that's going to be its own baby now for David Mandel who is so bright and a really good leader like we had a dinner with the writers the other day and they were just so happy like Mm. they were like this is going to be so fresh and fun and they were just really really kind of swimming in in ideas and that's terribly encouraging and he's terribly encouraging so i think it's going to be just as fun just you know it'll it'll have a different captain but i'm all in favor of of arm going and creating wonderful things in, in whatever his brain tells him he has to do because yeah. <laughs> we only benefit from it. <laughs> he has such a specific sort of, I think, satirical point of view when it comes to skewering politics, mm-hmm. especially in the UK and the US. Mm-hmm. And after doing so much work with him, I was kind of curious to hear what you sort of think Veep gets right about politics. Oh, I, I mean, that there's no mythology here, that it's not about heroes and villains, you know, um, mm-hmm politicians aren't superheroes it's and and a lot of people like to pretend they are and right. the people who work in government aren't superheroes everybody you know poops <laughs> everybody you know has a good day a bad day some people are good at their jobs some people are bad at their jobs that's what an industry is that's mm-hmm. what especially an industry town mm-hmm. and in the loop was the beginning of my understanding that point of view of his and I've always agreed with it I was just like thank you for telling it that way it's pragmatic Mm -hmm. it's um Mm -hmm. you know no agenda it's like yeah you know he has his leanings of how the world should work maybe a little bit but that's not up to him or us to push our agenda on anybody what's what's more important is just to explore the human condition within seats of power, uh-huh. which is what we do. So that's what we and Euripides do. <laughs> <laughs> what does your husband think about it? Oh, oh, he loves it. He loves it. And uh, we all have friends in D.C. back from college and stuff that are just, I mean, ever since it started, they were just like, oh, I can't believe that 
you know, you know this girl in my office. Like, that's why, you know, like, you totally, you know, I mean, they'll say, like, how did you find out that that's what happened in the office the other day? Or, <laughs> you know, it's, um, that's also very gratifying to hear. So this is very personal for me, obviously. When I was young, one of the first movies I watched in the theater was My Girl. Oh, Which yay. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And when I started watching, and I love TV, and you were on two of my favorite shows at the same time, Hannibal and Veep. Veep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And I sort of wanted to get your thoughts on how you sort of feel like you benefited from taking such an extended hiatus from acting. Because I I feel like you did. Well, thank you. Yeah, I... I think for me, just my own psyche, the the most important thing for me is that I I know that everything I do now in my career is on purpose. It's not because somebody put me in it when I was 10 months old. You know, Mm -hmm. that question's gone. I didn't do it when I felt like it wasn't for me. So then getting back into it was into show business back back in 2004. was purely out of my own passion, my own drive, my own pursuit of of excellence and my own pursuit for purpose. And, and that's what anybody should be looking for when they're in their young 20s and deciding what they want to do with their lives. So right. that's what I benefited from. I, I also, you know, because I went to school and I studied other things and I was fine at them, good at them. I I don't have that question of like, well, am I good at anything else? Like some people have that. And mm-hmm. it's not because they're not good at anything else. It's just because they haven't had the time or didn't try or didn't pull away and try other things. So those kind of nagging questions that sometimes can pop in for, for when it gets difficult in our in our jobs, those nagging questions don't don't nag me so much. Hmm. Which is which that's is great. a real gift. Yeah. It gives, yeah, it gives me it gives me clarity. So that's awesome. After college did you try any other fields or did you go yeah 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 I, well yeah after college I mean I wasn't paying my SAG dues or anything I was mm-hmm. done and um, uh, that we, we're cool now uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you SAG um, for my insurance but yeah I was done and, and so my entry level position was in New York and it was an, a, a fact checker for Zagat food guides I read that yeah (laughs) which is a step above telemarketing Um, I thought that it was food writing and it's not but I was there and I was in New York and it got me to see some Broadway you know because I was in New York and I started to get all those 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 nagging questions of like shouldn't you be an actor do you have any fun memories from that time in your life in New York like oh god late night memories the ones I remember (laughs) oh god oh jeez oh yeah, a lot of them involve Rudy's, you know, on uh, on 44th and 9th Avenue <laughs> with the big pig in front. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Kung Fu. I did Kung Fu. I did two oh, years wow. of, uh, of Northern Mantis. That was kind of my life for two years. Huh. Uh, that was my social life and everything for, for a good two years. Wow. So, yeah, most fun stuff happened surrounded by either Kung Fu or Rudy's or both, which is, you know... Very Which belongs mix. in your 20s. That's all I'll have. <laughs> Some things belong in your 20s. Yes. Yeah. I'm having like the Jaeger shudder. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I read somewhere that a psychic helped you decide that you Yes, to... in a way. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, everything helps. But um, I was getting a bunch of kind of signs and questions of shouldn't I get back into the business or, you know, what's wrong? Why am I not happy? This is the second thing I did. I went to, into publishing. I was an editorial assistant for the, the science fiction and fantasy imprint at uh, HarperCollins, which is called EOS. That's a fun job. That's a fun nine to five job. Totally. And, you know, yeah. there's no reason to be sad. Uh, yet I was. 
So that was kind of the questions I was asking friends of mine. And I had one really good friend named Steve Baker, who was a kung fu friend, who was like, I know what your problem is. You just need to get back into acting. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't talk like Jimmy Cagney. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I was like, oh, don't say that. Don't say, you know, don't say that. That's scary. And and I had other friends who were like, you know, same kind of thing, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would just go, no, no. And. And I saw Mercedes Rule and the goat, and I just was like, I have to do that. But then I suppressed it, very (laughs) Amy style. So lots of different things were kind of coming to a head, I think. And and so then there was this day that I was working, and I went on my lunch break, and I was, like, crying on my lunch break because I was sad. And um, As we do in our 20s. We do in our 20s, (laughs) you know. Um, Yeah. So... I was walking back to the to the office, and there was this psychic who was like handing out her pamphlets, or flyers, not pamphlets. It's not like you need a you know no. I don't think any psychic is is spending that much money at Kinko's anyway. Um, and uh, and yeah, and so she's like, wait, wait, and she follows me to like right in front of the office. She says, I have a question for you, and I'm like, Ugh, what? And she says, are you the girl from my girl? And I'm like, duh. <laughs> like, you couldn't go a day without somebody asking that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. And I'm like going back to work. And she says, wait. She's like, you still want to do it. You're not done. And I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> so I paid far too much money for a 10-minute palm reading. That was like so basic. Like, she just had to tell me. She just had to tell me what I already knew. And that... That was the issue. Was like I didn't get back into acting because a psychic mm-hmm. told right. me. I got back into acting because my behavior with that psychic proved how desperate I was for for answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the way I looked at it. So yeah, I got on the phone with my my then boyfriend, now husband. He was training in the army, so he had just like taken a huge leap with his life, and so I was like, I have a psychic crying, blah, you know, and um, I'm so desperate for answers, and he's like. I'm like, maybe I should see a therapist. I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, well, what would they tell you that you don't know or already know? Mm. So then I just kind of in my head asked myself the question. And then, you know, what do you want to do? Mm. And then I was like, oh. And I said, what would you say if I if I started auditioning again? And he said, well, I can't tell you not to take a risk when I'm training for the Army. <laughs> that was it. That was really it. Like, the next day, I probably spent all day looking at acting school. Or I called my agent who, blessedly, they kept me around for two years when I was like, I'm over this. That's a huge, huge blessing that I don't often describe to people. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, like... You do things, you know, like I moved to New York and I was like, I better have someone hang on to my headshot. Like, oh, but I thought you're done. Like, why? You know, you do things you don't know yeah. why. So I had that, you know, I had Innovative and, and hmm. they, uh, but then they would call me for auditions. I'd be like, I'm done. Stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Uh, people would kill for that, you know, for, right. not, for an Innovative clientele. But yeah, so, so I called them. I said, I want to do it now. I'm better now. I need, you know, like I'm over this. And uh, they were like, well, go get some chops. Go go get take some classes. Great advice. Best advice. Hmm. And um, I went to the Atlantic. And uh, and one of my bosses was really unhappy. The other boss was like, go, go get them. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> and you chose. Right? Yeah, it was on purpose. Yeah. It was because it was I wanted to. And that was my other thing. I was like, well, I'll go to, you know, these acting classes. I'll, I'll quit the nine to five. I'll go to take this summer intensive course at the Atlantic, and uh, and if I like it, then I'll stick with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the first day, I was just like, oh, man, 
Hmm. Like, I'm not just going to stick with this for a year and see. Like, I'm going to, this is forever. Like, this is, this is the juice. <laughs> hmm. So, thanks Atlantic and thanks Innovative <laughs> and thanks Psychic. <laughs> and thanks, Sean. <laughs> and thank you, Rose. <laughs> Well, thank you so much Yay. for being with us, Thank Anna. you. Thanks so much. That's it for this week's Vulture TV podcast. If you don't watch Veep, you should go do that right now. All four seasons are on HBO Now or HBO Go. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think, I think they're the same yeah, or no. and different. They confuse me, <laughs> yeah. still. I think it's a hedging bets yeah. thing. One has to do with whether you're a subscriber and then the other is like a la carte. <laughs> that's what I think. That's my version of digital programming. <laughs> Comes down to food. <laughs> It all does, really, doesn't it? <laughs> we would be dead without right. it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll we'll catch you here next week. Bye.